That's the sound of uh, the train that just brought me here to Amsterdam Southern Station. This is uh, in the south of Amsterdam. And I'm going to take you for a walk to the Olympic Stadium of Amsterdam that dates back to, I think, 1924 when the Olympic Summer Games were held in the Netherlands. And Amsterdam built this huge stadium that is still in place. And it's a very important place for me tomorrow morning. Let me check out here. We have this system where you have a digital card that um, you can use to pay for your, for your train trips. It's a very important place for me tomorrow morning because that's when I will be running the Amsterdam Marathon, which is a gold star marathon. It means it's one of the uh, classic marathons in the world and it's also known as the um, easiest one to to run because it's all flat there are no hills whatsoever one of the boons of living in the Netherlands and the reason that I'm here in Amsterdam on this uh, Saturday afternoon that I'm recording this is that I am going to pick up my starting number which is the you know the white sheet of paper that you see on the front and on the back of the t-shirts of the runners while they are running a race has the number and uh, also carries a chip that is used to check whether you pass all the uh, official um, posts on the on the uh, on the way to the finish now from here from this station i can walk to the olympic stadium according to this signpost here on the exit at the exit of the of the station, it is only 1.6 kilometers, which is great because tomorrow morning um, I'll only be carrying myself and my running shoes, a t-shirt, and uh, running trousers. And of course, I could take a bus or a, a tram to go from this train station to the Olympic Stadium, but why not just walk? It'll give me a free warming up before the start of the run. The race starts at 9.30 I think and so the uh, the entrance closes the entrance to the stadium closes at 9.15 it opens at 8.15 so I have to be here in time because there are tens of thousands of participants this is also one of the biggest marathons in the Netherlands needless to say that I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> or perhaps if I'm totally honest I'm just flat out scared for tomorrow it is always filling me with a lot of adrenaline uh, to realize that I'm actually going to run this race even though I know that I can do this I ran the full distance just two weeks ago during my training so I know it's, it's feasible, it's possible now I have to take a look here where to go because they're building something and so I guess that they removed the signs here but I see a lot of fellow runners here coming from the other, from the opposite direction, probably already carrying their, uh, their starting numbers and their um, running t-shirt and everything. And because it's, uh, it's such a big race, they have this um, exposition, this, it's basically a market uh, for the runners, um, and you have to come to Amsterdam to pick up your starting number, which is a bit frustrating because... Uh, especially if you, you are from a, 
uh, a, one of the uh, far, let's see, where do I go? They don't really indicate anything here. I'll just continue this way. Um, if you live uh, in a place that's more remote f- from, uh, from Amsterdam, you have to travel here either the day before and spend the night here, or um, travel twice, which of course is also expensive. They don't provide you an option to uh, uh, have, it, have the starting number mailed to you. Maybe also because it's uh, possible to the very last day, I think, to, to um, uh, change the, um, the actual owner of the starting number. So as you can imagine, with these kind of races, there are people get injured. Sometimes even during the last uh, few weeks, they overtrain or they stumble or the weather may cause them to get ill. And, uh, and then you, you, you already have paid um, quite a bit of money. Um, this, this race, I think, is around 80 euros normally. Um, so it's, uh, they allow you to uh, transfer it digitally to another runner that may be on the waiting list. That's how I got my ticket, as you know. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I was a bit late in my attempts to register for the event, and it turned out it was not possible anymore. And then I found someone in the city of Amersfoort, where I live, who got injured and actually um, was willing to uh, sell me his starting ticket. An added advantage was that uh, he was uh, subscribed to a runner's magazine that gave him um, like a discount on the, on the ticket. So I'm running this marathon for 65 euros, which feels extra special. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm really nervous. For, for about a week, I've been, I've been wondering why I felt so, so weird. I didn't sleep that well. I, I initially blamed it on um, uh, the uh, work that I had to do for television uh, to edit an episode. And that's always a ton of work. It's like three days of, of about 10 to 12 hours a day. So it's a lot of work and a lot of stress, especially because this time I was working in a different editing program. For the first time, I switched from Avid Media Composer, which is kind of the go-to standard program in, uh, in Hilversum, where the television broadcasting companies are located. I switched from Avid to Adobe Premiere. And... Uh, I loved it. I love Adobe is a company that also makes Photoshop and Edition and a lot of other programs that I've been using for many years. This was the first time that I did a big project in Premiere. And what a difference with Avid. It's like uh, changing from Word, Word Perfect 5.1 to, to Word. Like all of a sudden, it's what you see is what you get. And everything is more, much more intuitive, more powerful. But then, of course, the challenge is to... Um, get that ready. I'm crossing a canal, actually. I have no idea if I'm walking in the right direction. Maybe I should just use my phone. <laughs> I've got GPS on my phone. What, what was I thinking? Um, so this is kind of the outskirts of Amsterdam. And even here you have canals. Even though the rest of the uh, neighborhood is quite modern. And I'm just going in a straight line, following the first sign that I saw, since I never got updated um still, i hope this is still in the right direction let me type in olympic stadium amsterdam and then directions 
and I'm on foot uh, just from where I am right now. It's okay. Choose on the map. No, just from where I am. What is this? Does this work? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> In order to conserve energy, I usually turn off the um, the location settings, the uh, GPS. Let me see. That's in privacy. Location services on. Now, hopefully... Ooh, I almost tripped on a, on a root of a tree here. I don't want to get injured on the very last day. <laughs> How frustrating that would be. Uh, okay, my location. And now, am I anywhere near? Okay, now I'm actually fine. I'm doing fine. There was an, a, another one that, uh, another option to walk alongside the canal. But uh, this one has the same ETA. It says 18 minutes, which is much more than... Uh, oh, I know, when I checked the distance, it probably gave me the time for a car. Okay. I gotta, this is a more busy road. That leads into the city. If I would walk to the right, that's, that I would be heading more in the direction, I think, of the main city. But instead, I'm going to turn left here. The sun starts to shine again. It's been a bit cloudy. And I'm very glad that the weather seems to be perfect for tomorrow's run. You don't want it to be too sunny, too warm, or too cold. And it's going to be the perfect Dutch weather. It's about, uh, I think, in the morning, it's going to be like 7, 8 degrees Celsius. And then uh, during the run, it'll be around 16 degrees, which is really, really nice as a temperature. But I'm glad we get some sunlight here, too. Let me see if I can turn. Oh, this is a park. It's a dead end. Turn around again. So, ultimately ended up getting the ticket and uh, had to modify my estimated time because uh, uh, the person who first ordered the ticket uh, I think is, is faster than I was so he counted on uh, running it around in a f- like between three and a half hours four hours time span well I'm certainly not that fast I've never been a fast runner and I don't expect to be a fast runner tomorrow either <laughs> I'm running because I love running and I like to change it up and being in this beautiful city, Amsterdam, uh, it's going to be extra special because I'd never ran this marathon. I, I saw on the map that um, like half of the marathon is, is kind of circling the city. There's only a very small portion of it that actually runs through the city, which is not uh, surprising because of the standstill it would mean for tourism and, uh, and everything else in this definitely the most busy city in the Netherlands. So instead, they, uh, you, they make you run kind of around the city in a half circle, and then you go into the, um, to the outskirts of the city. So much newer buildings. And then part of it is also really out of the city, in the, um, kind of in the, in the farmland area. And I'm looking forward that, to that too, because it means you've got different stages during the run, and that helps. That helps to... Um, give you the, the feeling that the time passes more quickly. I love it when it's, when it's a diverse um, countryside and you get cities and people, uh, places where people are cheering you and other places where there's no one. And I really like that. The more 
your mind is distracted from the actual <laughs> the actual suffering of running 42,195 meters <laughs> or 26 miles I think it's 26.4 miles something like that um, the, the better it is <laughs> and I'm, I'm really curious to see if the, this this new training that I followed which was a little bit more intense than I did in previous years is going to help me run it with a little bit less pain because the last time I ran a marathon uh, it was pretty bad and I succumbed at, at one point really got hit by the the man with the hammer I don't know why it's a man with a hammer not a woman with a, with a hammer but that's, that's how they call it when your actual energy um, uh, reserve is completely depleted and then you have to tap into I don't know just will plain willpower and last time I ran a marathon which is two years ago oop, noisy city and lots of bikes almost got run over um, the last time two years ago uh, that was the first time that I'm that I had this feeling that already at, at, the, at the halfway point of the marathon I had no more reserves. I still don't know exactly what were the causes. Probably the, one of the causes was that I didn't train as consistently as I did this time. And also a secondary reason was that it was quite warm. I think it was around 24 or 25 degrees Celsius, which is a little bit too warm. And so your body can't uh, get rid of the heat. You dehydrate more quickly and that can cause all sorts of extra problems. Tomorrow... I'll be running. This is going to be the first time I run a marathon um, in ketosis, which is going to be interesting. I forced myself to go back into ketosis um, just a few days ago. I've been not been really following a keto diet um, in the past few weeks because I was basically eating the, the last things that were in my fridge uh, because of the move. I'm going to move in two weeks from now, and I figured the more I can just empty my... Uh, my stock food, but the better it is, the less I have to carry along with me. The downside is that uh, I have to uh, I had to put some effort into getting back into ketosis. Um, the main reason of this is that I wanted to experiment with, uh, and I know that experimenting during a marathon may not be the wisest thing to do, but I do know that you know you either run, you're either function on um, on carbs and the energy that is uh, generated from carbs by your body or you run on fat which is the kind of the ketosis way of doing that the the downside of running on carbs well let's start with the upside the upside is of course it's it's really easy energy that's the sound of a tram by the way one of the famous or infamous trams in the city of amsterdam and uh, so the uh, carbs are easy to process. Um, doesn't cost as much energy as, as processing fat and turning fat into energy. The downside is it gets depleted more, uh, more quickly. And that's why you see a lot of runners eat during the marathon. They will uh, try to grab a banana or they will drink. Uh, uh, it's not even drinking what you do. You have the, they have these gels, which is kind of concentrated sugar and... Some, some kind of a paste with uh, caffeine in it, which is, I think, one of the few allowed boosters 
it's kind of like doping I think <laughs> it, uh, it does uh, it affect the body but it is allowed I guess because they can't stop people runners from drinking their morning coffee um, but it's mostly you know fast sugars the downside of the gels is that it, uh, it can mm, cause problems intestinal problems for a lot of people why are all these people riding their bike on the foot on the, the pedestrian path here that's not allowed. Well, I guess it's Amsterdam. <laughs> they do whatever they please. So, um, it, it can, it, it's a bit hard, especially when, when you're running. After a while, your body kind of shuts down. And then all of a sudden, you're starting to, uh, to, to eat something. And then, and then your body will have to somehow digest that. And that caused problems for me in the past, especially on warm days. Um, it also contains salt, by the way. That's one of the things with a long distance run at one point you have to take in some salt so that you don't uh, dehydrate too quickly um so that's kind of the downside of that you have to kind of keep fueling your body if you don't have enough um there's just not no way in which your body can store enough energy uh based on carbs for for, for the entire run so the, the chances that you uh, hit the hit hit your limit I'm kind of uh, somewhere along the run, the, the run is more likely than when you run on, on fat, which I've been doing during my training. And I noticed that if I were in ketosis... Wow, that girl is upset. <laughs> Probably tired. The, um, the upside of, of running on in ketosis is uh, that th- th- this fat supply is much more stable. It's your, your body can continuously just take your, your own body fat and transform it into uh, into energy and so you don't get that crash that you have when you are running on on carbs and this is true in, in real life as well when you're uh, when you're just on a on a normal regular carb based diet you'll get these cravings from time to time and you're hungry I've, i'm never hungry when i'm in ketosis um it's uh it's a very very different state of mind. i also i'm more alert have more energy at least that's how it feels so i just wanted to try it out see if uh, if i can run a marathon while being in ketosis i did do some crazy stuff in the past as well though i did run one entire marathon was it three or four years ago on a vegan diet i'd been a vegan for for a year <laughs> crazy well not crazy i mean i actually really enjoyed you know being on a vegan diet had some health problems so I couldn't continue to that lifestyle but um, but it, I mean for me it was another proof that it's possible to do without all those artificial things like the gels and the just run but I don't worry too much about my end time I, I run because I, I run marathons because I need to have a reason to run and it's a good impetus because I know that if I don't train on a regular basis the the uh, the penalty is going to be very severe. Also, notice that it's much easier to stay on a healthy diet while I'm on a keto diet because you're you're not hungry. You don't have those cravings, so it prevents me from doing what I did in the past. Sometimes, before and after a race, I would just go for junk food and uh, big plates of pasta, 
because see, I, I've told myself I'd burn it anyway. But then, uh, of course, you get all those, those uh, blood sugar problems afterwards. It's, it's been a very interesting week. So I I've initially thought that the nerves came from this, um, uh, this TV job that I had to do. But then when that was done, I was still nervous. And now I realize while walking towards the Olympic Stadium that this is all because of this uh, impending race that is filling me, me with, with dread. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. I think I'm uh, approaching the crossing where... And behind that white modern office building, I can see the contours of this uh, Olympic Stadium. I also see uh, quite a few people with medals. So I assume that there's been another race today. Sometimes they do kids' races or short distances um, before the real race. Now, do I have to cross the road here? I think I do. Uh, Let's see, because part of the... Part of the curve here is fenced off. It's probably from uh, to prevent uh, people on bikes to. Oh no no! Wait a minute! I do recognize it. I've been here before, not so long ago. Why was I here? I think I was filming something, but I forgot what. And we parked at the parking underneath the stadium. Oh, that's where we stopped with the tram. Had I known that it was only a 15-minute walk, I wouldn't have uh, taken the, 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 the tram, actually, last time I was here. I think the music is pointing me in the right direction. That's probably going to be the music on the fair or the marketplace. And I always wonder why people buy stuff like the day before they they run a race it's really not the time to buy new equipment or a new uh, pair of shoes or anything you, you want to at least I want to be sure that I run with stuff that I'm familiar with okay lots of lots of bikes here and uh, here on the left what is this Claudia's delight freshly made bread papas rellenas oh smells good smells good let me cross here yep light is green nobody is actually paying attention to me so trying to cross the road here without getting killed now here the lights are red oh yeah that's definitely the the marketplace I, I need to figure out where to um, where to go for for the ticket itself to print out an email with the number but it's still the, the email is still on the name of the previous uh, registrant so I hope everything will be okay um, oh this is also for those of you that have never been to or that have been to Amsterdam you know in some of the, those photos you see uh, a big sign that says I Amsterdam um, it's kind of an art pro- project I think that was installed a couple of years ago <laughs> Well, that's here next to the stadium. The race itself is actually going to start inside the stadium. It's kind of cool to, to realize that you're starting in such a historical place. And then the finish is also inside the stadium. I don't think I've ever done something like that before. We can cross the road now. 
hope the noise and the music is not going to be too loud when I enter the premises of the uh, runner's fair. KLM says to all the runners, well done. So I guess this is where you finish. <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's a, at least one finish line. On my right here, uh, tons of international flags. And on the left is a podium with live Amsterdam music. This is the kind of popu popular music. And by popular, I mean it is enjoyed by uh, all the kind of all the, all the, all the uh, different parts of society. Low, low threshold music. It's not classical music. Um, no, I have no idea where to go. I see lots of people standing in line here. They're standing in line for beer. Hey, I'm just going to walk up to the stadium first to just uh, check it out. There's a big tower here with the Olympic uh, rings on it. The tower is above me. And then here is the... Uh, the main entrance, this is, this is now closed, fenced off, but tomorrow, of course, for the race, it will be open to let us out and let us in again. And it has, uh, it says, Sitius Altius Fortius, Latin for mm, something, something and something. <laughs> look it up. Now let me look inside. Oh, on the inside of the, of the stadium itself, there are some white tents as well. That's usually for medical purposes, and there is a podium for the. This is for the racers, of course, the official racers. So, this is not just for amateurs like me, but this is also uh, um, a a real race, an international race. So you'll have the Ethiopians and um, other African runners that are probably going to finish first. Now I see lots of people here again. I don't know. I'm just going to ask this lady. Or I have to get my starting number. Mag ik vragen? De startnummers, waar moet ik daar voor naartoe? Daar moet je zo hier linksaf. Oh, linksaf. Ja, en dan moet je over de Witte Brug. En dan moet je naar Sporthalle Zuid. En daar is het. Oké, bedankt. Oké. So she just indicated me the, the way to go. So I gotta walk alongside the stadium. I'm gonna go to the left here. It's funny now that I'm here. It's all of a sudden as if kind of the tension is falling, is is is, um, is dissipating. I'm not as nervous anymore as I was while I was still in the train. It's funny. I think it's becoming more real. And and that also kind of makes it less threatening, I guess. <laughs> I got a ton of. Uh, Public bikes here—that's something you see a lot in the Netherlands, but especially here in, Amers in uh, Amsterdam. It's these bikes, and you just you rent them, or sometimes you pick them up at a place. I'm, this is not the only country that has that, of course. Uh, what is this? Oh, no, there is an exit here. No, I think it's, yeah, it's the exit. Sometimes you have a like a chip card, or you pay, and then. You have to make sure the bike gets back in time. And uh, since, of course, the, the Netherlands has more bikes than it has inhabitants, it is a safe way to uh, prevent your bike from being stolen, because nobody 
steals these public bikes. They're way too recognizable. Okay, I see a ton of runners and also walkers. So I guess that today there was a, um, a city walk, which is more for people that are not able to run, but they still want to be in Amsterdam for this event. Okay, this is, um, I hear a very long white tent, and this is where I can deposit my clothes. Well, not my running clothes, of course, but um, I'm, I'll be able to uh, put on a jacket, which is great, especially because temperatures tomorrow morning are going to be kind of low. So it's, it's nice that I can drop off my clothes here. I'm not going to take any equipment with me other than my running bike. Because I, I, even though, of course, this is supervised, but I don't want to put my phone, my, my mobile phone, uh, in, in my jacket and leave it here. That would be, I think, challenging the goodwill of many people. Here's another bright yellow and orange bus with a DJ on top of it. He's playing bright music. Oh, here's the white uh, bridge that I have to cross, according to the lady that I just spoke to. Here are massive uh, concrete Lego blocks, is what they look like. These are actually used for um, anti-terrorism, or it's, it's, uh, it's, used, it's used to combat terrorism, especially when we, we've had these uh, attacks with vans and cars and whatnot. You, may, you want to make sure that during a big event like this, which is a, you know, <laughs> it's a major city, um, you want to make sure that both the runners and the, uh, the, the public is safe, or are safe. So I'm crossing this bridge to the other side, and there's even more activity over there. Marathon Expo, that's where I need to be. Um, so it's not just a full marathon, it's a half marathon as well. Here's a map, um, and it shows you where in the stadium you, you have to start. Because, of course, fast runners don't want to be together with the slow people like me. Because <laughs> then you'll get all sorts of traffic jams during the run. And I think I'm going to be in the, in, the, uh, in the green area. So my number should be green as well. Let's see if that is true. I don't have an exact number, by the way, of the, the amount of participants, but I think this is one of the bigger marathons in Europe. We'll see you tomorrow. So yesterday I went uh, back to the rectory where I'll be moving. I'll, I'll be moving in uh, in two weeks from now. Around, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, moving over on the 3rd of November, so that would be right after All, All Saints Day and All Souls Day. And that's on a Saturday, so it'll be easier to find, uh, to get some, some help from people. Uh, I think I have to cross the road here, but it's both cars and pedestrians, and it's not very safe. Um, big Volvo and a BMW. Here we go. Welcome. It's a welcoming sign with tulips on it so there's no mistake that this has to be in the Netherlands <laughs> otherwise there's even a superhero runner big inflatable massive giant on the on the left who is wearing a, the, the, the running shirt but also a red cape <laughs> somehow 
I don't think superheroes are allowed to uh, part- participate in a race like this. <laughs> and there is a couple of uh, a woman and a man dressed in traditional Dutch uh, costumes. They're on stilts, actually. And it's like the classic image that you see on postcards and everything, you know, with tulips and uh, in blue and red. <laughs> and that's all, of course, photo opportunity, just like the superhero guy. Because we have runners from about, I think, more than 100 countries, or 111, I think, countries. So now I'm surrounded by ton of, tons of runners here. Uh, there's a security guy pointing us to the right. Here's an information desk. Oh, it's much more quiet here. Hall number three. There's a cafe here on the right. TCS Superheroes is hashed, one of the hashtags. <laughs> I may use that. Okay, and then we go through a small corridor, and here to the right, oh wow, this is a big sports hall, like a half dome. And as usual, they let you walk through all the stands here before you can get to the, <laughs> to the, the place where you pick up your tickets. Think okay. Oh, I have to check my number because it's uh, it's all around us here. Let's make sure I'm standing in the right line. Well, I've got a great number, by the way. This is number eight zero nine nine. So I'm runner eight thousand ninety nine. Oh, I see numbers here that go all the way to thirty seven thousand. Oh my gosh! I can check how many runners. We'll be running with me tomorrow, because I can just run to the highest number here. Let me see. This is the highest number, 57,000. Whoa. 57,000. So actually, 8,099 is not too bad. <laughs> so I get my starting number. I also get um, a T-shirt, I think, a runner shirt. I'm probably not going to use that one. Oh, wait, people are waiting in line here. Four, oh, 8,000. There's 8,000. Why are they sending? Oh, this is for the running shirts. I hear Australian accents, British accents. It's uh, literally from all over the world. But of course, Amsterdam itself is a pretty international city. Um, this is 8,000. So, French as well. 8,000 to 9,000. So, that would be me. That's awesome. Very, very good. And they'll just look for the number, get you the, the stuff you need to, and you have to pin it to your shirt yourself. So I'll probably be running in the shirts that I'm used to. Um, I bought, right before I went to Spain on vacation, I bought myself two uh, black Nike shirts. We have a, have a very soft fabric, which is really comfortable. Um, I once made the mistake of running in a t-shirt that I got for free. Um, I think it was at the Utrecht Marathon. But the fabric was terrible and it start, started to cause a lot of friction. Um, so I had burn marks on my body afterwards. That won't happen to me again. I don't know what the quality of the t-shirt is uh, here. I'll take a look. But it's always... You know, whatever makes you feel comfortable, that's what you've got to wear and what you're used to. So no fancy stuff, no phones, no, no music in my ears. 
earbuds that can fall out of my ears. Hello. Eight thousand ninety-nine. This is usually run by by volunteers of the local uh, athletic companies. Uh, yeah, ik heb het over niemand overgenomen. Dus, uh, oh, okay. dus maar dan. Uh, Ja. Uh, onderaan het zaknummer zit een voucher, kan je lostrekken en dan kan je een t-shirt ophalen. Oké, okay. ook oh, perfect. Een tasje dus dat veranderen van de naam, dat gaat niet automatisch? Dat, uh... nee, oh, oké. Okay. Als hij daar niet goed staat, staat hij op het nummer ook niet goed. Maar je kan even okay. overmaken in de chat. Ik kijk wel even, ja. Ik weet niet zo heel goed hoe het werkt. Geen probleem, dank je. Dank je. Oké, she told me that um, it may be uh, the, the name on the number. Sometimes you can have your personal name, on, your, your first name on, on the number itself. Maybe still the previous owner of the ticket. <laughs> so she asked me to check it and if necessary go uh, to the information booth and uh, let them change the name on the number. We'll see. If it's just a number, I'm not going to care. Uh, oh, wow, there's a line, massive line for the free t-shirts. And there's a voucher underneath the number, according to her. Let me see, here's a table that I'll use here for a sec. Use as a garbage, garbage bag. Okay, let me put this here and open up the magical envelope that gives me my golden ticket. <laughs> and put the microphone here on the table as well. On the front of the envelope is a beautiful photo of the race itself, which I think it, right at the start lets you run underneath the um, the museum. The, national, uh, the beautiful uh, National Museum of Amsterdam with all the Rembrandt stuff and everything. Okay, let me see. Here is the... Oh yeah, it says Rogier, so it's a, it says it has the wrong name on it. So I'll just go there and see if they can uh, change the name for me. Because otherwise, you know what happens? With these personalized... Uh, uh, numbers. Everybody is going to call Rohir, Rohir. They're going to call me the wrong name. And then um, <laughs> people will be very disappointed when I don't say hi back. Change distance, change personal details. Other questions. Uh, change personal details. That's probably it. Let's see if we can make that happen. And I know that I, I'm one of the hundreds of people that got their ticket from someone else. So, it's good to know that they have um, the ability to, uh, to, to, change, to change that. So, as I was, uh, while I'm waiting in line here, I was in the, at, the old, uh, at the new rectory, um, and I, I, I brought over the, the first few um, boxes with my stuff. Um, just be, to make it easier to, uh, for the, you know, the, the day that I'm really going to move. And uh, we spent most of yesterday with uh, Martin and Inge uh, sorting out the the the, uh, the 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 books and all the, the the stuff that I'm going to take with me and the things that I'm going to leave behind and the things that I'm going away. And one of the uh, big tasks that I've been procrastinating on is sorting out my books. As you know, I I have a ton of books, but I don't want to take too many books with me. And it, and I'd also had. Uh, um, Binders with with tons of old documents and financial administration, but also lots and lots of notes and um, syllabi. Is that how you call it? That's how we call it in French. It's uh, like these study study guides 
that I just kept just in case I ever had time to sit down and, and redo my studies in philosophy or theology. And so being with three people, sorting out that stuff really helped uh, to, um, to get rid of more things than I would have been able to do by myself. So I'm really happy that that worked. Oh yeah, they're just going to tape over the name with white tape. I see this on a person uh, right in front of me. I'm just going to use a marker to put the... the I, have, I have to write down my own name. Well, that's cool. I'm just going to write down Father Otto. Hello. I have a ticket from someone else, but there's still his name on Ja, dat is een mooie naam, maar ik ben er niet, dus dan gaat iedereen naar de verkeerde persoon uh, juichen. Dat vind ik niet zo leuk. Ja, dat jij bent. Ja, maar die andere die staat geblesseerd langs de kant, dat vind ik zo zielig. Roderick, ja. Ja, maar dat is wel een hele lange naam natuurlijk, hè? Dat is toch wel een hele chique naam toch ook, Roderick? Ja, moet je shirtje ook nog ophalen, Ja, ja. Moet ik nou hier zo'n gieren wegplakken en de rik van maken? Ik weet niet, jullie hebben vast wel van die mooie stickertjes. Moet ik de hele naam weghalen? Ja, doe maar helemaal weg, toch? Dat... <laughs> He's like, what, what, Rogier, that's a, that's a great name. Just leave that one on. Do you, have, do you want me to just keep the R and O of the name and then just uh, <laughs> change the last, the, the last part of the name? I was like, nah, just like, let's change it completely. I'll let him do it. <laughs> They're just having fun. They're standing here all day long, so... Oh, wow. It's all very fancy, transparent tape and everything. But my, at least my name in the computer is, is the right name. So that's cool. <laughs> okay, we're taping off the old name. Well, he has a much... Yeah, Seika. Much better handwriting than I have. <laughs> Looks really great. And then they put a transparent tape over it, and then it's all safe. It looks fantastic. Thank you so much. I won't. I won't. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> well, it's definitely better than I than when I would have done it. It's very professional looking. Now I have to stand in line for the T-shirt. They've got blue t-shirts for the male participants and purple t-shirts for the women. I'm gonna. Uh, oh yeah, I'll, of course I got to tear off this um, this uh, lower voucher for the free t-shirt. It's a Mizuno running shirt, which happens to be, by the way, the brand of uh, shoes that I'm using to run. On the other side, on the back side of the of the number is actually the microchip. It's actually an NFC chip near field communication. And it's... Uh, tear this off. Wow. That is very well attached for a voucher. I guess they don't want people to lose this before they get the free t-shirt. There we go. And there's even a, another... I'm not sure if it's a voucher, but it's publicity for... Next year's run in 2019. Oops. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> that was the microphone <laughs> that fell off. Okay, took off the voucher. Now I'm going to stand in line. Yeah, it's got 
2019, on the 20th October of 2019. I'm not sure if I'll run next year, at least not the Amsterdam Marathon. I do want to run. Oh! <laughs> I thought it was the beginning of the line, but actually this is just half of the line. This feels like Disney World. Holy cow. Okay. Start here. Well, at least now they've got my name right. Oh, lots of French participants or Belgium uh, <coughs> participants as well. Unbelievable. I didn't know there were that many participants. Now I can understand that they need a stadium as a starting point. So anyway, as, as I was saying... Oh, it says starting, oran starting area orange. Ooh, okay. So that is still the fast... The fast lane, so that's for people that actually intend to run the marathon within three hours, three and a half hours, four hours. So I'll have to keep my left or my right to walk on the uh, outskirts of the of the road because I'm probably going to be one of the slower uh, runners in that starting area. It also means I can start a little bit earlier because usually the the, the slower people start the last. But it's, it can also be very uh, discouraging having to uh, let other people pass you by all the time, all the time. But not that I really care that much uh, because I'm, I'm trying to get into the zone as quickly as I can. And that usually involves me kind of being creative in my mind and thinking about Lego uh, animated movies or, you know, things that I want to record film projects etc and the funny thing is that that tunes me out that zone that helps me to get into the zone much faster than music or listening to podcasts I think the first few runs the half marathons that I did uh, I was listening to podcasts but that gets really annoying after a while because uh, you can't really fast forward or you know when a podcast is not that interesting sometimes you want to pick another one but then you have to take the phone out of your um, your uh, strap and that adds just a hassle so I figure it's after a while uh, I think two years ago stopped running with uh, with equipment and I really like that I still uh, really enjoy that because it helps me think so it, it, it felt now that I'm uh, that I've sorted out all those books and um uh, all the, uh, um, the the study material that I kept for so long and I didn't even know that you know for, for financial administration you only have to keep the last five years I had financial administration going back to the, the time that I was still you know not even ordained a priest it's crazy it's just tons of paper that I can now throw away um, and also the From, from the kitchen, we, uh, we removed uh, most of the perishables, so most of the food. That doesn't count towards the 10 boxes, by the way. I feel that the 10 boxes... So for those of you that missed that, I'm trying to only move 10 boxes of stuff. Um, possessions. Because I want to... You know, I don't need that much stuff in my life, so I'm trying to, to declutter But for the food reserve that I still had, um, I, I kind of make an exception because that's just going to be there temporarily because I'm going to eat it after a while. But it does t take up space. So I was glad to, to be able to move that beforehand. 
So now when I'm uh, back in my uh, apartment, my current apartment, it feels empty, but also I feel very light, lightweight, liberated from uh, from a lot of useless useless stuff. And it was also fun to see uh, how far the work has uh, progressed at the rectory. Um, we had uh, ordered, I'd chosen a, kind of a, the same brown color on, the, on certain walls, that, the same brown color that we use in the offices of uh, Tridio because it's kind of a, a nice warm color, but it's not too invasive. And it, it works really well with the, um, the furniture that I have, which is uh, kind of this dark brown, almost black brown um, furniture. Feels very classic, and with the brown walls, uh, the the painter had made quite a bit of progress. So some rooms were already completely finished, and it's a combination of uh, kind of orangey, kind of dark orange, almost brown curtains, um, lighter brown walls, and then some white walls, and uh, some of the uh, um, accents, uh, like the doors, are done in a very very light beige. And it works really well together, surprisingly well. So I'm I'm glad that uh, that make that is progressing, and of course not everything will be finished. There's still I think I, I have an open question when it comes to the electricity in the building. It's a, it's a 100 year old rectory, literally. Last or this year they celebrated the 100th uh, anniversary of both the church and the rectory. So as you can imagine. It's old, and uh, electricity is is really scarce. So the um, uh, the problem of that, of, of course, is that I am a very um, uh, connected person. So I I need electricity, and I don't want to just use extension cords for everything. But that's not very safe. And also, most of those outlets are uh, are uh, not grounded, which can also be a problem. For the uh, for the uh, uh, for the safety of the of the equipment, lots of people. It's, uh, it's actually going quite fast with the shirts. So I'm uh, approaching the desk, and I think the uh, the other guy had a um, size L. I'll ask if they have a, a medium. Large. I used to be large, but because of all the running, I've, I'm now I've downgraded to medium. <laughs> so there's less of me to cover. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so I'll ask if they can get, get me a medium shirt. It's not a problem if it's a large shirt. I'm not going to wear wear it tomorrow e- uh, anyway. I'll ask. Ik heb deze overgenomen van iemand die had size large, maar ik heb zelf medium. Is dat een probleem? Je kan hem ruilen voor medium bij die mevrouw in Oké, okay, dan ga ik dat even doen. Ja, nee, dat is prima. Dank u wel. So, she gave me a large and now I have to go to this other lady and exchange it for a medium. Oh, this is, by the way, a very nice shirt. It's very soft. Cool. So, we'll see. Oh, yeah, large, definitely too large for me as well. <laughs> it's massive. Wow, you can fit two, pe- two people. That's L. That's L. Oh, XL. Okay. <laughs> I was worried for a second. And all the men 
Yeah, that's the problem. All the women gaining weight. <laughs> because they all, all come for bigger shirts. Right, right. Well, when we registered, we may have been large, but now yeah. we're definitely a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah. Don't run too much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll get large afterwards. <laughs> These are really pretty shirts. Thank you. Same for me. Yeah. I've got a large and I would like to have an M. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, there you go. That is the end of my business here. And I can go back to the uh, railway station. That is, if I can escape the crowds. Let me put back my uh, starting number first. Get that to safety. Ooh, so many different nationalities here. Incredible. Definitely French people, some people that look yeah. Spanish or Portuguese, and then Japanese, Oriental people. That's going to be interesting tomorrow as well. And of course, one of, one of the advantages of running in the Netherlands is that everyone here speaks English. So for... Foreign runners, that is, uh, that's always very, very nice. Now let me put that back in the, the bag itself. Now it's really going to happen. Oh, they don't, they didn't give me any um, clasps for, uh, to, to attach it to my shirt. Normally for all the other marathons, it did, uh, they, they give you that. But I think I still have one, uh, some left of last year. If not, I'll have to go buy them. Because you can't, you can't uh, glue this to your shirt. And here's the exit. Wow, hundreds and hundreds of people are walking in and walking out of this uh, expo hall. Tomorrow, it's going to be crazy traffic-wise. Because then everyone is going to be here at the same time. Now, people are just uh, visiting all day long. People get their... Uh, picture taken with the shirt and their starting number. Oh, why not? And here is the exit again. So I'm, I'm kind of ready to, uh, to run, I think. And I'll just do what I can. The, the, the only thing I need to make sure uh, is, uh, of is that I keep running and I start walking, which is always kind of the trap in which I fall every, every time. Then uh, pain starts and I, I think that walking is improving the situation, which it never is. It really never is. Just continuing to run on the slower paces is the best thing I can do. Oh, wow. Here, even more. This is an entire selfie wall that you can use. That's crazy. It has Amsterdam buildings on it. And you can pose here with your starting number. That is so cool. <laughs> I may actually, you know, I'm not going to pass up the opportunity to do to get my own selfie as well. Why not? Um, yeah, this is the same kind of expo that you have at all these races. So I'm, re I'm ready to run. I'm, I'm ready to, uh, to move as well. Only two weeks to go. Uh, and it's good to, to kind of feel that my life is, is getting, literally getting back on track um, and this, this transition phase where you're just preparing for stuff which have been the case for both my personal life, you know, preparing for the move 
preparing for um, for uh, the, 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 the you know preparing the future of my media work, preparing the channel that we're going to launch, preparing the future of Tridio, etc. Cetera, et cetera. All that is starting to you know to get into place, and then it means I can uh, I can focus more on uh, on the future and on the actual work. And the same is true for the running and the training. All that is over soon, and you know, last step is going to be to move to my new rectory and get installed there. I'm very much looking forward to that, and also I'll share a few of the things that I'm planning on on doing in that new rectory when it comes to interior design um, in my other podcast. You can find over at tridio.com because um, I've I've got some ideas to make it a very kind of smart smart home, a smart rectory. Um, but I'll share more of, about that in uh, in the next in the, in the podcast. I'll probably record it before the race as well. I'm not sure how much time I'll have when I get back home, but uh, I'd rather have this get get this out of the door so that I can actually recuperate after the race a little bit um, instead of having to immediately record all sorts of podcasts. Um, something tells me that I'm going to feel very sore <laughs> this time tomorrow. Um, so anyway, if you want to see the results of my race, uh, I'm, I'm certainly going to post stuff on Facebook and on Twitter. Just look for Father Roderick. Uh, this time I won't do any uh, vlogging, etc. But there, there may actually even be a, a video uh, online about the race that I run, my last marathon in Rotterdam. Because I was so exhausted and <laughs> I, I was so discouraged uh, because of the... the the pain, etc., that I just started vlogging during the race, to, just to distract me. So, um, if I can find a link to that video, or I may have to re-upload it, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. Thanks for listening, thanks for uh, um, accompanying me uh, on this walk in Amsterdam, and I will, I will talk to you soon. And uh, in the meantime, keep on running, or walking, or whatever, or sleeping. <laughs> Take care, and God bless.